And now, here's your host, 10-year-plus comedic financial speaker, author, and executive speaking coach, Colin Ryan. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan, for being on this call and for, man, for, for, for being willing to play full out, to show up authentically, and to work on your story live, knowing that people are going to get to listen to this and, and, and learn from, from you, your story, and, and, and hopefully how I can help you edit that to make it better. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you for being you. I appreciate your time, Colin, and your your expertise and just you as a person. I've known you for a couple of years now, and I just want to take a second and celebrate you. Well, your- thank you, Ryan. That is so on brand for you. Um, if you don't mind my saying, you are one of the most encouraging people I've ever met, and I've never felt like it's not authentic. Right. And that like- that's not always the case, is it? <laughs> So right. you, have, you have something figured out that I really admire and appreciate, and you just show up every day looking to support people. And today I want to support you. What we're going to do is a, a sort of a shorter demo version of what I do in my first coaching session with people who sign up to do the strategic story program, which is only two calls. What you do is you you write a draft, which you've done, of the story that you want to tell, story about your career, story about why you're passionate about your subject. And then I take a look at it and I arrange it using a sequence that I find is very helpful in getting to our goal. And then we work on it together to make sure it, it fits your voice. It, it's what you love. It, it shows you authentically. And you know, in the second call, we would then rehearse it together and really get the delivery of it. But for our demo today, we're just going to work on turning your draft into like just the next level. Is that, does that sound good? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to celebrate you one more time and just find what you're doing. (laughs) All right. it's It's not just two calls. You get it done in two calls. Yeah. 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 I'm very quick. Yeah. And I, I really love doing this and it's fun for me. And having been a speaker for a long time, it's just kind of like how my brain has gotten to work because I have shared, you know, at this point, thousands of different ideas to thousands of different audiences. So I always kind of intuitively go through this process of like, okay, who is this audience? What do they need? What do they want? What are they afraid of? What do they think about this subject, but might not never say out loud because they're, they're polite, but they're definitely thinking it. And how can I tell a story that synchronizes our brains together and helps them feel what's possible, helps them feel like they want to take a next step and helps them feel like they really know what I do and how I can bring value to their life if they were to, you know, work with me or apply what I teach. So this is all of the things that I want for you. So what I'd love to have you do to start us off is to tell us about this question that you get a lot. Um, you, you know, what is your journey to becoming a speaker? And, and tell us how you would answer that question. And then we'll go from there. Sure. Well, it's too, too much stress costs us our health, our happiness, our time, and our money. And we need to take control of our stress. We need to take control of our time. And especially that time, because that's the only finite resource. 
everything else is a variable. Everything else is interconnected, but everything else is a variable. We all have those roughly 16 hours every day when we're awake. And it's how do we use that time? How do we spend that time that dictates what is life? What is the success of my business? What is my output, my happiness level? There's a a lot of variables. So there's no one perfect formula for everybody. But it's important to focus on how am I spending my time? Am I wasting it? Am I investing it? Am I using it wisely? Because my background is exercise science. I grew up very active as a child. I did a lot of hiking and biking and kayaking and camping. I wasn't much for the recliner on Saturday. So plus I come from New Jersey. We're like the state without a team. <laughs> so you're either a New York fan or a Philadelphia fan. Choose <laughs> one and there's a dividing line. So I didn't spend a ton of time in front of the TV as a kid. I was always active. So a lot of people encouraged me to go to school for exercise science so I could work with other people in a, in a fitness setting and some type of movement setting. And I got into corporate fitness for a year. I really enjoyed that. And then I got into medically-based fitness, where it was a hospital system that owned two community-based fitness centers. So we had the full gambit of everybody. We had people working after cardiac rehab and physical therapy, as well as people in our triathlon club and people doing CrossFit before CrossFit was a thing. And all these people were under one roof. And it was a wonderful experience. But over the years, I started to see this theme of, you know, I just got very curious with my patients that were discharged to me after cardiac rehab and physical therapy. So what was, what was the root cause all the way back to the root of this injury or this illness or this joint replacement? And for so many people, obviously we have our bell curve and we have accidents and we have, you know, genetic dispositions, the things, but there's a big chunk of that bell curve that boiled back to stress. And for so many people, a stress will come into our lives. And for so many people, it's either mismanaged or unmanaged. We try to deny it, or we try to just push through, or we try to you know, compartmentalize it, put it in the back of our heads, try to ignore it. But over time, that stress affects all of those variables, and it affects how we're using that time. And there were hundreds of people that... I guess interview is the right word. I guess I was interviewing these people of, you know, what land did you hear in my seat? Obviously the physical therapist sent you to me, obviously the cardiologist sent you to me, but what was the root cause of, you know, walking around with 40 extra pounds for 20 years and now you need both your knees replaced or what was the root cause that led to this cardiac event? What was the root of this pain? What was the root of this journey? And for so many people, a stress would come into their lives and they would start to lose sleep. And we're going to use a mod, some modern examples here of start to lose sleep, tossing and turning, can't fall asleep. Now I, and for anybody listening, I'm doing air quotes. Now I need that 600 calorie Starbucks coffee in the morning. And um, I need to hit that snooze alarm so I can get a couple extra minutes. And I rush out of the house. I get to work. I haven't packed my lunch. So now on lunchtime, I'm running out to Burger King or, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, eating essentially garbage, coming back, stealing 20 minutes of company time in the bathroom in the afternoon, and then getting home without really having much in the way of quality nutrients. 
So then I'm overeating at night and then I'm so jacked up where I've eaten more calories that I I'm doing air quotes again. I need help falling asleep. So I need sleeping medicine. I need a couple glasses of red wine, rinse and repeat that over the course of time It compounds. And then they start putting weight on them, want to move less. And then their knees end up bothering them. Low back injuries come, the cardiac events come and they're robbed of time. They're robbed of all these different things that they want to do, they like to do, they need to do because they've ignored their health and they haven't managed their stress. They haven't managed their time. And for so many people, they just think it's this external thing like, oh, I don't have control of that. But when we start to give ourselves permission, we can be in the driver's seat and we have our hands on the gas and the steering wheel and the brake. Well, hopefully your feet are on the gas. But I want to inspire people to at least have that awareness of you are in control of your time and you have a lot of influence over a lot of these variables. You don't have full control, but you have a lot of influence. So that's kind of the, what led me into wanting to launch a coaching practice back in 2013. Then I was approached to get into the speaking world in 2015 and I was working with a lot of kind of the blue collar roughneck construction guys, you know, and I grew up doing that. So I understand that mentality of, I don't need somebody else to help me pick this up onto the back of the truck. And then they hurt their low back or, you know, this, 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 these pains start. So I worked with a lot of people like that. So I, that's what lights me up. And, you know, I love that because it's all interconnected. It's how do we use time? How do we manage our stress? How do we take care of ourselves? And I can talk for two hours about this, but I'm going to give the mic back to you, Colin. Well, it's cool to hear your passion. And I think, you know, for people listening to this, what I just want to share is that, you you know, you're so you're so animated and, and there's such a kindness to your expertise in this area. Uh, I'm obsessed with this notion of being an approachable expert. You are there. And I think that, you know, the, the number one way to to dig even deeper into that magic of being both a teacher and a friend, a person they can be vulnerable with, with their version of the problem they have when it comes to stress and, and, and energy is, um, is just, is telling a story. Right. So what I'd love to do is quickly walk you through what I call the strategic story sequence, which is a way to do your story in it doesn't matter the amount of time, but it could be 60 seconds. Sure. Now, there's nothing wrong with the length of the story that you told. And I could see that being a fantastic way to tell your story in a keynote. Right. Um, but on a panel, uh, in an interview, um, in a social media post, there's going to be some benefit to being able to have that same power and message. Yes. Quite quickly, right? Is that fair? Yeah. As well as on Facebook Messenger, I would love to have, you know, a paragraph or two. Yeah, yeah, your pitch. Quickly, yeah. Your pitch, you know, that's that's a big part of this is when people say, what do you do? And they're going to say that a lot. Then you say, you tell a story. Right. And by the end of that story, they know exactly what you do. They know why you do it. Right. And they know if they want to work with you or not because, you know, they, they see you as this approachable expert. So the four parts of the strategic story are the hook, the scene, the point, and the bridge. The hook is an opening statement that tells the reader, the reader, the listener, whoever, right, 
your audience exactly where you're going with this story in a relatable way. It could be a rhetorical question. Uh, one I thought of for you. Well, let me explain the sequence and then I'll give you sure. how I think you could do this. A question, it could be an oddball statement. I'm from New Jersey, a place where there is no team, you know, so I never watch TV. Like, it doesn't anything that just sort of throws people off and, and causes them to lean in. So you kind of paint the theme. You, you could easily do a question about stress and what you're like when you're in stress. Then you do the scene. The scene is one moment that captures all of the stories you would love to share. Because then, so, so for example, you could talk about one person and what they said and how they were helped by the advice that you gave them. You would give us that person's first name. You can make it anonymous if you want, doesn't matter. But the idea is to, to really, and tell us, you know, one thing, what color shirt they were wearing. Did they have a deep voice or, you know, uh, you know something that, that just shows us who they are. And then, um, and then you say, and I had hundreds of conversations like this. So you still use the language. You said that. You said, I've talked to even even hundreds of people. That's incredible. But we need one to really remember what these were like. And then you get to the point. And the point is where you share the lesson that you learned that you want your audience to learn. And the reason that you share it that way is because now it can't possibly be preachy because you're talking from your own experience. And you actually did this. You talked about ways that you coped with stress that were unhealthy instead of healthy. That's a, like, you're not a preachy person. So you're already doing, you're already kind of doing all this really well. And then the bridge is where you would just say, here's why I told you that story. Here's what I hope for you based on what I've gone through and the research that I've done. And the reason that I'm standing here speaking in your workplace to your team, what we're going to do today. What I now want to do is I want to have a look at your script and tell you what I think could be your hook, your scene, your, your point, and your bridge. Wonderful. Thank you, Colin. You're very welcome. So for a hook, and I'm sort of excited about this. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we design your story backwards, by the way. We tell it forwards. Okay. But it's so much easier <laughs> if you don't try to come up with a clever hook up front, we decide what's the point we want to make. So when I looked at your uh, story, what came to my mind is that your bridge, your wife telling your story could be to paint the picture of what your audience can experience, why you're excited to tell them about your, give your advice, your tools. So a line that you wrote in your script is you said, let me show you how you can be your best. Uh, I'm sorry, I added this, but here's your line. You that sounds had, good, but I didn't write that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I want to get to this because I, I yeah. think this will be great. Nice. So you said in your script, you and all the people in your workplace could be living better lives with better use of your time, your sleep, your nutrition, your hydration, your movement. That's fantastic. And then this thing hit me. Let me show you how you can be your best even when you're stressed. I like that. That is what I call dealer's choice because some people like rhymes and some people don't. And it's completely up to you. But that right there is an example of what's called a foundational phrase. It's the whole reason you told the story and it's designed to be memorable. Make sense? Love that. Yeah. Oh, all right. A nice umbrella. Yeah. 
Awesome. So then we go to the point. The point is the lesson that you learned. I kind of like this idea. I found the way you can be your best even when you're stressed. I think you, you can say this a couple of times if you want. Or you could say, I discovered there's a million unhealthy ways to react to stress, but there's only one solution that really works. So you, you kind of paint this difference between our instinctive reactions and a better response, right? That leads to what we want. Also in that point, you would say what you now do. Because you learned this lesson, here's what you now do. So I'm going to give you a, a tightened version of, of your work summary, and then you can, you know, decide if you like this. As a coach and a corporate speaker, I focus on worksite wellness for construction companies. I know that's not the only audience you work with, but I have this uh, belief based on a lot of experience that if you have industry experience and you're a charismatic knowledgeable person, there's no end of opportunities because you have an edge that other people won't have. Somebody else may have no idea how to speak to people in the construction world and you do. Right. The way I often describe this is this could be the audience you focus on for now or first. You're not locking yourself in. Right. But I love how you said, I understand the mentality. I don't need someone to help me lift that onto the truck. I love eating fried foods, fried foods, sorry, and drinking brews after work. I focus on worksite wellness for construction companies, and my main focus is showing them how stress reduction and time management leads to profitability. That's enough. <laughs> and this is I think just for for us all to keep in mind, sometimes when we tell a story that has journey in the context What we try to do is summarize a lot of moments over time. And I think that a better way to get at this is to say it as quickly as possible, the main idea, because our brains can't remember what is essentially a bullet list of examples. Right. It's kind of like this idea that we both know when I tell you this, you're only going to remember one thing. So how can I tell you the one thing I want you to remember. <laughs> and 80% of the things I remember are going to come from 20% of what comes out of your mouth right now. There you go. There you yeah. go. You know, and I, I speak for an hour and I love the fact that okay. evidence shows people will remember one thing I said. When you speak for an hour, it's going to be something different for each person. Exactly. But when you speak for a minute, you get to decide. Yeah, there's more influence there. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. So then we're making good progress here. So then the scene, I think, uh, can simply be you in a physical therapy environment or a cardiac rehab environment, asking a person in stress, what's going on? Now in the scene, the, the, the beautiful thing is to give one to three vivid visual details, but not four. And maybe not even three, like two is great. So I might, I might nudge you by saying, can you think of a person uh, who shared a, a poignant answer to, to what they feel like when they're in stress? Can you, can you think of somebody? Yeah, I'm going to go with Stan. Okay. 
a man that came in every day in a different plaid shirt. Mm. He had a vast array of them. And for him, the stress of the financial world weighed heavy on him. Mm. It was a normal, I'm using air quotes again, societal norm for him to go out for drinks with his coworkers. You know, started once a week, then it was two or three times a week, then it was, oh, we're going to have to meet clients. And there was always centered around social alcohol consumption. So you gave me two great details right there. Plaid shirt, when I was get, was drinking more than he should have, felt that he should have been. Can you remember? Well, get more, more specific, bourbon. Drinking more bourbon. Love that. Okay. Can you think of one sentence that he said to you about what he wanted to be like instead of what he was? What, what, what was his hope? I would have rather come to work rested and ready than hungover. There you go. So hungover is very specific. So I might keep it a little more universal. Okay. But what about this? Every morning, I wish I could go to work feeling rested and ready. Yes. The neuroscience here is that I hear that and I connect to it through my experience. Right. It, by, by telling me, stand specific details. I think about my details. It's, it's, it's kind of a paradox, but I, I know it's true. So the way you could do the scene is to say, I'll never forget Stan. Stan walked in to my, was it physical, th what, physical therapy or cardiac rehab? Medically based wellness center, but okay. we can use. That's fine. Wellness center is fine. Wellness center. Yep. You're in wellness. So that, that, that tracks, you know, Stan would come in to the wellness center and every day he wore a different plaid shirt, an incredible collection. And he would lament the fact that he was going out with his uh, circle of friends and he was drinking too much bourbon, too many nights in a row. And I still remember him saying to me every morning I wake up and I wish I could start going to work feeling rested and ready. Right. Yeah. And the lesson that I learned from Stan is that there are a million unhealthy ways to react to stress, but only one real solution. Okay. So that's how you would do the scene. Nice. Finally, the hook is usually comes from this process. It's the sentence that we just like the most. I'm going to push my sentence on you again, shamelessly, <laughs> but you can pick. Oh, you like. you're, you're the Jedi master here. <laughs> my, uh, my example would be, um, what if you could be your best, even when you're stressed? That tells me in one sentence, first off, it's a yes or no question. You're not looking for people to answer. You're looking for people to nod or to, yeah. or to go lean in. Or if you're really good, to get what I call the Baptist church reaction where they go, mm, mm, right? I've gotten a few of those. And like, those are the lines you keep saying because somebody really connected and that's what you want. So that would be the way I would do this story. What if you could be your best, even when you're stressed? I still remember Stan coming into the wellness center. I still remember when he said to me, I wish I could wake up every morning ready and rested. You know, I learned from Stan and from the hundreds of people that I interviewed 
that there's a million unhealthy ways to react to stress, but there's only one solution. And as a coach and a corporate speaker, I bring worksite wellness to construction companies. I show them how stress reduction and time management will lead them to profitability. All of the people in your workplace, including you, could live better lives with better use of your time, your sleep, your nutrition, your hydration, your movement. I want to show you today how you can be your best even when you're stressed. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it opens up a lot of doors, but gives them a, uh, it gives me a sandbox to play in. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, and and as as we've discussed, I'll send you my Google Doc where I, I wrote this. Um, I'll send you the recording of this as I always do with clients so that they can listen. I, a little thing, you probably do this also. I always re-listen to coaching sessions. Absolutely. Yeah. And I pick up things that I missed and I go, oh my God, especially when I'm coaching someone and they kind of shared the thing that they were really wrestling with and I might've missed it. And then I can call them in an excitement and be like, Oh my gosh, I think I know where we can go next. So it's, it's an ongoing learning process. Tell me how was that helpful or not helpful? You know, where are you at having heard this potential version of, of your story? I love it. It brings a lot of clarity and it's cohesive. It's not, you know, this big, long story, like, there was no reason for me to mention I was in a corporate and then I went here. It was just, this is, this is where it was. This was the, the root of everything. Um, and it makes sense. And like you said, people bring their experiences to it. So it's Colin, again, this is an art. You, you made it just specific enough so people could see that movie happening, but fill in the blanks with their own experiences and their own version of somebody they know whose name is Stan or, you know, Maybe tool time plaid. Everybody wears plaid again now, but uh, you know it's that that mentality, and they can they can see that and feel that, and experience that. Wow, I love that you have a formula for this. It's incredible. Well, I'm so glad it was useful. I I think that there is a tried and true principle, which is that people learn from the people most like them, yeah. and so when you tell this story you are teaching without uh, preaching. That's catchy. You're teaching without teaching and you're 100% serving without selling. Like you're selling, but right now you're selling yourself. You're selling your idea. And by telling this type of a story about why you care, because ultimately it's not just that Stan taught you a lesson. It's that Stan taught you that this is important right? That you want to spend your life, your time, your energy, all these precious resources. I'm spending my time to help you enjoy your time better, right? Like that's, that's, that's the fuel that fires you. Right. Um, well, I, I love that you said clarity and cohesiveness. I think that is really the intention is that, you know, you, you know where you're going and they know what you said when, when you walk away from the conversation, you know, and, and still within that, they might go, okay, he's a corporate speaker for construction companies, or they might go, this guy really understands a solution to time management, to, to, to managing stress. 
And, and, and the beautiful thing about telling that story is we just like you, right? And, and you're so likable anyway. And I think sometimes when I work with people, it's, a, it's they're always likable, but sometimes they don't have their own permission. They think they have to be very serious and very formal. And uh, I always like to ask people, it's kind of cheeky, but I say like, if you're wondering if you're intimidating, <laughs> there's a couple of ways you can know. Number one, uh, do you think you're intimidating? <laughs> then you probably are. Do you think other people think you're intimidating and they're too afraid to tell you? <laughs> then you definitely are. And a third reason is a little more universal is do you know more about your subject than your audience? Then you are. Which means that they're not going to go up and ask you for help. They're not going to ask you. They're not going to share their disaster with you. And that's what you really want. So I think by doing what you already do, Ryan, so well and telling this story, I just made a horse noise. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> that's lovely. And, and this is something, Colin, I want to celebrate you because this is something as we type it out, you know, I can do a couple minor edits and stuff. I'll clear you, the Jedi Master, but uh, this is even something for LinkedIn. That can be out there as a first impression. Um, one yeah. thing I shared with you in the email was I would love to shoot a short introductory video with using this because that's more captivating for people. It's more engaging. Right. Because, you know, as we're filming this in May of 2021, pace of life is incredible. And there's a lot of information to consume. So it's, you know, what makes it through the filter and what doesn't. I'm finding when I'm sending people audio messages or sending video messages, people hit pause on the podcast and turn the vacuum off and stop the six things that they're trying to do and they focus. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. I think that, you know, so that you know, and so that our listeners know the next place that we would go in a coaching uh, partnership is we would, you would bring me the draft that you love of what we did today and then I would have you rehearse it in front of me six times. And then your homework would be to rehearse it 10 more times or to just start sharing it because all of this is integrating it because the ultimate goal is that you're nonverbal, your expression, everything is in total alignment right. with this message. There's a, a fantastic quote um, by a guy named Richard Green and he says, the reason people are afraid of public speaking is because they don't know the true definition. True definition of public speaking is to speak from the heart to your audience about something you're passionate about. Right. When you strip away all of the need to sort of, you know, blow people's minds <laughs> with your expertise and just be this approachable, passionate, expert in what you do, you know, you, you, you build a movement around what, around your ideas. And, and most importantly, you make impact on people. So um, if you're listening to this and this was interesting to you and was helpful, please email me and let me know. My website is Colin Ryan speaks. That's Colin with one L Colin Ryan speaks.com. And uh, on there, I have free resources to help you begin this process for yourself. I do offer a strategic story 
program, which is very fast and a very uh, effective way for you to create your own story. And I think, Ryan, you've demonstrated that the possibilities of where you can use this is really exciting. It's it's not one use only, you know, I mean, you nailed it. This could be a LinkedIn article. This could be a series of Facebook posts, uh, tweets. This could be a marketing video. This could be a speaker, you know, a sales video for you as a corporate speaker. And as you mentioned, this is a fantastic way to answer this question you're getting all the time, right? right? And people kind of walk away going, ooh, I like him and I want to know more. Yeah. And Colin, I love it because it's it's quick. We can put that into probably a couple paragraphs because I've done that or I meet somebody on LinkedIn or on Facebook, you know, well, tell me a little bit about you and what you do. And you get nine paragraphs back and you immediately know they didn't sit here and just type this to me. Oh, they pasted it. <laughs> this is a massive copy and paste. And oftentimes that's the end of the conversation. Yeah they're just on to the next copy and paste but something like this where i can share it in a paragraph or two is wonderful so thank you for that you're very welcome my friend i i started creating this for people to use in an elevator pitch context or to kick off their talk in this really dynamic and meaningful way and it was a little bit smarter of a concept than i realized because it's perfect for social media because what do you do if it's three paragraphs? You know, you scroll. Right. <laughs> and so this is a way to get there so quickly right. and to hook them immediately with that great opening question that they go. That's the idea of the hook is that you go, how would you like to be your best even when you're stressed? And people go, yeah, I could hear a little more. <laughs> I I could a bit of stress going on right now. I could carve off another forty seconds to uh, to hear the answer to this fantastic question that absolutely relates to me. Um, thank you, Ryan, for for doing this and for your your willingness to, as I said at the beginning, to you know to play full out and to 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 be um, you know a, an avatar and, and a, a for other people who, who might be thinking, well, I'd like to do this, but how would it work for me? And I think, um, I think you're awesome. I think you're, what you do is awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, good job today. That was fun. Wonderful. This was fun, Colin. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And yeah, that's, that's one thing that's been really helpful in my career and in my journey as a person and a professional is just, sometimes you just have to be willing to be played out and get on calls like this, reach out for help, do different things, because you never know what kind of cool and fun and amazing doors it opens and can literally change the trajectory of your life in, you know, what was this, half hour. It's mm. incredible. So I guess maybe that's my parting word of wisdom, be willing to be Play-Doh. Mm. Thank you for being Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get out there and tell your story. Wonderful. Thank you, Colin. 